0: Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPA. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about baby boomers and their $7.9 trillion. And now, here's Philip.
1: We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple for Baby Boomers. No, oh, that's just this, <laughs> this, this, this episode.
2: We got well, CPA, who is not a baby boomer, by the way. Who
1: is not a baby boomer? <laughs> you're, you're like you're like a millennial, right? In, oh, in I mind. Wish. Thank
2: you. In my mind, in my mind, I am a wait the Gen Z. I'm a Gen Zer, yeah, but I, um,
1: I, think a, I think I stop at millennials. I appreciate Gen Z, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly in the mindset of a millennial. Gen, Gen, Gen Z is uh, I like Gen Z. There, there's I resonate with Gen Z because they're like they're like sensitive and a good. If you think sensitivity is negative, no, I like I like the sensitivity of Gen Z.
2: But I'm a I'm actually I'm a Gen Xer. I'm the Forgotten Generation, so
1: Generation (laughs) X,
2: exactly right. (laughs) The home of all the great movies out there, like Pretty in Pink and all that wonderful stuff.
1: But didn't Generation X y'all brought in punk rock too, right? Y'all were the Yeah, The the Cure, you know, all that great, Radiohead, all those wonderful bands out there. So Mm -hmm.
2: anyway, so we have talked about this, I feel like, many times before, but I think after our great talk about ESOP plans, I think this is certainly an important one to consider. Did you know, first off, do you know who the, the age range of baby boomers? is 19, they were born 1946 through 64. So they're like right now an average of about 57 years old to 75. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they have approximately $78.1 trillion worth of assets mm. out there? Invested among a myriad of ways. Their largest holding is $19 trillion in equity and mutual funds. Which I find kind of interesting I would
1: have thought that would, I, thought, I would have thought been real estate
2: real estate is second eighteen point three I mm. would have thought the same I would have thought the same thing as you. Um, I thought what was very interesting and I think relevant to a lot of what you and I talk about seven point nine trillion in in business in interest and equity and ownership of businesses mm. which I was again surprised. But it presents a real opportunity for Gen Xers like me, or who comes after that? Gen Y? Mm-hmm. Millennials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, who, and especially, I think, you know, the, the pandemic, as we've talked about before, brought open the idea of going out on your own, you know, opening up your taking your business, not working in a corporation anymore, you know. So hence the reason we're starting to see biggest investment in small to medium-sized businesses ever. Here is a, an awful lot of businesses that are worth an awful lot. Um, what's the opportunity for me to either buy them, have them transition to me is from like my mom or dad, or, you know, what do we need to think about? And we've talked about this statistic before, too. Uh, out of all the businesses that are put up for sale, only 20, 20% of them sell. And why of, is that? Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because they didn't plan with the exit in mind. They, didn't, they were so focused in the business, they didn't you know, put the right things in place to grow the value to make it be a business worth buying. So when you hear this imp- very impressive number of $7.9 trillion worth of businesses out there, is that really what you're going to buy? $7.9 trillion worth of businesses. What do you need to put in place to make sure that, you know, when I transfer the business or sell it, that I'm gonna get my seven point nine trillion dollars worth of value
1: out of it. Mm, yeah, that's 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 super important, right? Cause you're either gonna get that zero or or, <laughs> or 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 minus that, depending on like which side of the equation you are with progress.
2: Right. And and if you sit there and think a lot of business owners, good, bad, and different, they typically don't wait until they're about a, or they wait until they're about a year to a year and a half out before they sell it. Well, it's too late. Mm-hmm. You need to have been focused when you started the business. And that's very hard to do because, again, we're so focused in it, we don't have time to focus on it. What's yeah. a great way to allow you to focus on, on it is through um, what some would call the four intangible C's.
1: Mm, what are those?
2: Human capital, employees, which kind of would relate back to the power of the ESOP plan that we talked about in our last episode. What's a great way to bring the best and brightest to help you grow and value, get the best value for your business, offer great intangibles and reasons for them to want to come on board. Um, another one is customer capital, meaning do you have all your eggs in one basket? Do you have a high concentration in one particular client? Mm. Or you know, do you have great relations? Are you a transactional business or are you a relationship business? You know, and either way, there's nothing wrong with either one of those options. It's just which one helps you get to your goal. Social capital is effectively company culture and values. Are you living your values through your business? And then I think the most important one to me, which would help, you know, make sure that we can get the most of the $7.9 trillion is structural capital. Meaning the processes you put in place to, you know, continually focus on bringing value to your business. have you embraced technology like ai like you were talking about do you have standard operating procedures you know what are you doing do you have the right people in the right seats to help you you know put these things in place to provide the best products and services to your customers
1: And, and and you know one thing i'll add and i'm curious to see your thought too i think one of the you know um one of the things, too, is a, I feel like a lot of businesses don't think about their business in the context of the macroeconomic environment, um, which is important because if you're thinking about selling your business, you got to think from the mindset of an investor. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and what invest like if you, if, hence your resident. So if you say, Philip, you're an investor. What does an investor think about a business? Well, over the next decade, what do investors know? Inflation is going to be relatively high, right? My number is, you know, in dollar terms, like your hurdle rate is 11% a year. So then you go, all right, that's a pretty tough hurdle. Then you go, uh, so what businesses do I not want to own, right? Uh, Capital, you know, capital-intensive businesses that have high uh, labor costs, high resource costs, high account receivables, Mm -hmm. right? Right. and so, and so, th- so then you can kind of as a business owner go through and say, oh, is this my business, right? Because if that's your business, like the value of your business is going down, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, is, is, going to go down and, and it, and I feel like it requires you to, cause there's nothing wrong with a capital intensive business. If, if you put it into your projections and then you're still able to make your hurdle rate, right? So I think it's super smart, like you're saying to go spend money on hiring the best and brightest people, but you can't price them at today's labor rate because this is not the labor rate that is going to keep anybody. you got to right. price a higher labor rate into the analysis and then say the investment that we make, can we still beat the inflation rate with these things, right? A lot of people are just putting their head in the sand and hoping. I'm like, now I hope puts you in the category of taxi cab drivers. It was worth 300000 one day. Then the next week, Uber came out and it became worth $30,000 like right. that
2: just like that and i mean I, yeah i was going to say to me like best brightest and then just again the process is like everything has to focus on value and the best and brightest help you focus on that allow you to be strategic in growing your business so that you can get as much of the 7.9 trillion that you deserve
1: what 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 from a from a financial aspect from a from a financial planning for a business aspect like how do you you know um do you recommend businesses like um, I know this is a leading question, but do you recommend them like have a handle on like strategically like their operating income, their, you know, their net income, like their cash flow, like thinking about things more strategically in that aspect when they're trying to, set you know, get their business set up properly?
2: You make me think of um, you should be looking at your books uh at a minimum once a quarter, but obviously and optimally every month. Um, if you're not, there's no point in having, you know, like not looking at your books is the same as not having them once a month. I mean, if you're not looking, how do you know if you're growing value if you don't know what your numbers are telling
1: you? You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and how many business owners do you feel like are looking at their books the way an investor looks at it? That's why I was using those numbers, operating oh. income, net income, right? Cash flow. Like those are, Those are textbook. If you're talking to an investor, like the rest of the stuff is important, but like, that's what Allison does. She'll organize it. You need to understand the language of how she got to the numbers, right? Right. But like, like those numbers and the story is telling is going to say everything to an investor. And if it's not speaking to you, then you're like, I feel like you're riding blindly towards some, some abysmal ending of a story.
2: And I do agree with you. You need to think like an investor who wants to buy my business. Well, everybody should want to because I put the right things in place. You know, like I know my numbers. I've got the best and the brightest. I've got, you know, I've got my my customers diversified enough so that I'm not relying upon one. I've got a great company culture that people want to come work for um, and that custo- customers want to participate in. Um, and then I've got the right processes in place.
1: Absolutely. So Anyway. Well, good, good thing that the listeners of this Wealth Building Made Simple podcast has access to two of the most amazing people. If they want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, And again,
2: 2024
1: is going to be a kick butt year. That's all I can say. <laughs> my, 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 uh, I'm trying to think what's the slogan I saw my mom put on Facebook. It was like, uh, I'm going to mess it up. 2024 the year for more I'm just messing that up my mom said it way better I don't know what she said I gotta look it up and see
2: I was gonna say 2024 hear me roar that I run a great
1: business <laughs> Let everybody know. How they can reach you <laughs> if, if you'd they would like, like to
2: hear, it, I was going to say marketing is not my strength, so let me just say uh, that. Um, but you can reach me at my website rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com, and I'd love to talk with you about uh, maybe getting some better taglines. Um.
1: <laughs> hey, look, I, I found it ready for more in 2024.
2: Yeah, see exactly. I'm a Washington. Mama Washington can say it better than me. So, (laughs) anyway, well, thank you for a great, another great episode, and I will see you next month.
0: See you next month. Thanks, Allison.